Thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio. If you like what you hear, do us a favor and go to whatever podcast app you use and hit that subscribe button. If you like to watch your podcast, we have a YouTube channel as well. Go check us out there and leave some likes and some comments and get in on the conversation. While you're at it, give us a like and a share on the socials and tell all your friends about Raised on the Radio. A little side note here for you musicians and artists out there. If you like the beats you hear on the show and need some inspiration or would like to get a hold of one of these beats, make sure to hit up our good friend Ace Ha at Ace Ha Beats on YouTube and at Ace Ha Beats on SoundCloud. Raised on the Radio has a brand new promo code for one of the best nutrition and supplement companies in the business for you to use. In today's world, it is tough to navigate through the craziness that is the supplement industry. It's also easy to get caught up in the crazy labels and promotion instead of really knowing the ingredients in the products and the quality of the product. With True Nutrition, whatever you're looking for to satisfy your health and wellness needs, they have you covered. They even have a whole section of their site that is dedicated to vegan, paleo, keto, and dairy-free products. Just go to the newly revamped truenutrition.com, look at all of the great products, place your order, and when you go to make your payment, type in ROTR in the promo code box for 5% off of your entire order. You won't regret it and you'll never have to question the quality of your supplements again. Raised on the Radio's listenership continues to grow with every episode. We are always looking for great sponsorship and collaboration opportunities. If you or anyone you know has a business they are trying to grow and want to jump on board with us, email us at raisedontheradiostl at gmail.com. We would love to connect. If you would like to get a hold of Patrick Blair or myself, you can reach out their email or on the social medias. You can reach us at raisedontheradiostl at gmail.com or on the Raised on the Radio's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok pages. We also have a website where you can find all of our content. Head on over to RaisedOnTheRadioSTL.com. As always, if you have any questions, concerns, comments, or topics you would like to get our thoughts on, don't hesitate to reach out. And now, let's get into this episode. Hey everybody, thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio. I am one half of the show. I am Colt Brocato, Patrick Blair in Zoomland as usual. We are back after two-week hiatus. Somebody had a baby. So uh, how's that? How's that going so far? I mean, oh man, what a what a grand idea! Fill the <laughs> fill the house with more kids. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Super idea. Yeah, and apparently it's you. It's a total Midwestern thing. Apparently, uh, your kids don't like to just come out easy either, right? No, my wife was not created for childbirth. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. <laughs> it was a very stressful. The first one was stressful. This one was even more stressful. Stressful experience. Yeah. She had to be cut open again. Uh, more of an emergency this time than the last time. I didn't even get to be in the room. Uh, yeah. She just wasn't designed for uh, childbirth. She's gangster enough to get cut open and have the goddamn thing pulled out, but just can't get to the, the whole pushing part. So, so how how did how did she how did she do in that whole matter of knowing that you weren't going to be able to be there and all that? Was she pretty? She okay? She was freaking out. No, she? no she was freaking out. Okay, yeah, I, I understand. Like, I get it. She yeah. was like screaming at people. She's like, "Where is my husband? Why isn't he in here?" Right. They're like, "Do you need something to calm you down?" She's like, "Yeah, give it all. <laughs> give me everything. <laughs> give me all the drugs." Because <laughs> it was one of those things where, like the first the. The first time, um, every time someone came in the room, more problems, more bad news, more this, more that. And with the time that we arrived at the hospital this time, you know, I knew that I was going to want to get sleep, but I didn't want to sleep for this very reason. I did not want to be asleep and miss something or wake up and be rushed into delivery or. And she was like, you look so tired. Just, just take a quick nap. I'm like, I don't want to fall asleep. Don't let me fall asleep. I don't want to sleep. And uh, she's like, just lay down. If anything happens, I'll be sure to wake you up. I'm like, you can't get out of bed. Right. What are you going to throw a pillow at me? <laughs> like, what if I'm out, out? Like, <laughs> so sure enough, I fall asleep. It couldn't have been more than 30 minutes. And I wake up and there's like 12 people in the room. You know, I can sense urgency. 
maybe a little bit of panic. And I'm like, God damn it. And I look at her. I'm like, what's going on? She's like, the heartbeat, the heartbeat. That's all she's saying to me. And I'm like, God damn it. So they rush her out. <clears throat> the nurse comes up to me. She's like, we're going to get you scrubs and take you in there. We have to do an emergency C-section. I'm like, okay, great. Waiting, waiting, waiting. Nobody comes in to get me. So I kind of peek my head out into the hallway. There's no one around. And I'm like, uh, okay. So I walk back in the room. I look at my phone. I'm texting her dad. And so another another nurse comes in. She's like, yeah, um, there's too many people in the operating room. You cannot go in. We'll come get you when the baby's out. I'm like, Jesus. Okay. It's like, all right, fair enough. What the fuck? So, but five, couldn't have been more than five minutes after they're like, all right, you can come in. You can go in now. And Dude, that's, there he was. In, that's insane. There he, but there was a lot of people. But the first time, I was one of six people in the room, maybe. This time there was like close to 20. If I'm remember, there was texts everywhere. There were four doctors standing over my wife working on the surgery. You know, four or five nurses on the side here where, you know, I cut the cord and then, you know, they weigh them and stuff. There was just people everywhere. It was chaotic. Um, and I was a little bit overwhelmed. I'm not going to lie. I was like, oh my God, like this is just. Yeah, for sure. But it went down and we, but yeah, she's not, she's never going to push one out because I'm done. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> Neither can she. <laughs> Fuck me. I don't matter. She can't do this anymore. So, yeah. yeah. But uh, he's here. He's healthy. She's healthy. We're good. He's been at home. We're plugging away. So, does it feel weird to have another kid in the house, or does it just feel like he's always been there? No, it doesn't feel weird. No, no. it feels good. I mean, it, you know, no, it's it's definitely not weird. You know, we have plenty of time to prep for this moment. Yeah, that's true. That's but, true. I mean, is it weird to, you know, well, I'll, I'll say what is weird is you kind of forget all the things you have to do when they're newborns. Yeah. Like, I forgot everything. I was all, like, How do I? Oh, yeah, dude. I was like, swaddle? How the fuck do we do this again? Like, I asked the nurse, I'm like, give me one tutorial. I'll be good. <laughs> Just give me one. You know, because they do it. They're bosses at it, dude. Their baby's all tight and looks uh -huh. like, it's like a burrito, like yeah. a baby burrito. And you're like, Jesus, is he okay? Is he going to breathe in that? Like. I wouldn't have done it that tight, but okay. Yeah, so you just get used to having a newborn around again. and But yeah, we're three weeks in now, so we're good. Yeah. I remember when uh, my son was born, was like a day old or something, and he was having issues uh, taking formula. And he he was choking on it quite a bit. And the first time where yeah. like the nurse left the room and it's just us and we're trying to give him formula and he starts choking and both of us are just freaking out. We're like yelling for a nurse and everything like panicking. And the nurse just comes in and is like, pats his back and is like, all right, he's good. Like, all right, I'm going to, you're going to need to come home with me. Cause I, I can't do this on my yeah. own. There's no way. <laughs> yeah. Choking has always been my biggest fear. Yeah, for sure. Uh, with my firstborn, I remember when we started sitting in a, in a high chair, and giving them real food, I gave them, I don't remember exact, I think it might have been a piece of some sort of fruit. And he put it in his mouth and he immediately started like gagging on it. I'm like, well, if that, if that gag turns into a gulp, then he's going to be choked. So I, you know, ran over there and picked him up and started smacking his back. Like he wasn't even choking, but I freaked out, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Choking is my biggest fear, dude. Yeah. Biggest fear. Yeah. With kids, with kids, um, but yeah, yeah, I get it. Well, all is all is well. That's all we can really ask for, and uh, yeah, everybody, everybody's happy and healthy, and we are finally back at the podcasting game. So here it is. Yeah, let's talk about fun stuff. All right, you want to go SNL first, or we want to go Kid Rock first? Well, your boy Kid Rock is at it again. Let's go. Let's go with Kid Rock. So okay. What's up with your boy? Explain to me what's what's going on in his brain. Uh, he doesn't like transgender people, from what oh, I oh, you can't, think that's it? From I, I mean, I I'm assuming that's what it is. So by saying that, you're suggesting that he does have a brain. <laughs> I just think he's brain dead. <laughs> you think? Okay. 
You don't agree. You just think he doesn't like trans people. Well, well, given his latest uh, social media video, you're probably right. You're probably right. And I, you know, and we'll play it in a minute to give more context. But when I first, I didn't even watch it. I just saw the headline and I go, I don't care about him. And I don't care that he cares about that. Right. Yeah. He's like the last person. He's the last person I care about caring about anything. If that makes sense. It does. Like if Joe Biden had made that video. Oof. Now we're talking about something different. Uh, well, now I yeah, care. Of course. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just trying to. I'm trying to. I know we're talking about. Well, let's be honest. They're both equally brain dead. Right? Well, uh, yeah. well um, fair. Um, yeah, it's fair. Um, yeah, it's fair. Okay. Whatever, whatever, fair. whatever you say. Joe Biden can't bathe himself. You realize this. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. He gets sponge baths. Yeah. That's the level of. Well, <clears throat> before so, we play Kid Rock's video, we have to talk about what, what he's reacting to. So there is a trans influencer that um, who goes by the name of Dylan Mulvaney. She transitioned from male to female and very, very much a big influence on social media and the Internet. Um, you can find many, many... Uh, people on the political side that Kid Rock is on making videos about her reacting to her videos and, you know, not very pleased with her and so okay, okay. like Kid Rock care about her in a way that I just find odd. Okay. So you say, I not, don't know why you care. You say not very pleased with her. What, because of how she's influencing or is it because she's yeah, transgender? Because it's a transit, tr both, both. Okay. There are a lot of people who feel that the trans influence is bad for, let's call it our youth. Okay. Right? Okay. No, I'm not saying that. That's what they're saying. I'm just repeating it. Um, so that's what they're reacting to. You know, this person is a young, they're you know, mid-20s, I want to say. Um, so they're reaching a lot of young people. Yeah. She is reaching a lot of young people. Yeah. You know, and I do, let's be honest, this isn't for me. When I just talk about the reach and the overall impact that people can have on other people, for me, it's not about trans. It's not about gender. It's not about gay. It's not about straight. It's not about white. It's not about black. It's about do you have a reach, period. Right. You know? Yeah. And there are plenty of people who have a bigger reach than she does that could say just as much, uh, if you want to call it controversial or whatever you want to call it, can say as many controversial things um and it goes it gets swept under the rug so that's why i'm kind of like when people react to this stuff i go well it's odd that you care as much because believe me there are people probably on the same network as you or on the same political side as you or in your timeline who are saying far more um hurtful um and making statements that to be honest with you, could have more of a negative impact with a wider reach than, you know, uh, I, so I just learned recently of who Dylan Mulvaney is, but so I, you know, it's a lot of like, um, you know, picture what a trans influencer would be talking about the, the switch from being male to female and discovering all these new female character characteristics and whatever, whatever. Again, do what you do. I'm not going to watch your videos. I certainly don't give a fuck if you make them. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, But that's what people are upset about. And I don't know if I made my point clear about the other people with the wider reach. But I mean, there are people who say things that are more detrimental to their audience than someone going, hey, it's really great to be female now. Here's my perspective. Right? Yeah. But... <clears throat> Before I play the video, where where do you sit on this? Do you agree with me? Or are you kind of feeling the same way, or what? And don't feel like you're incriminating yourself here. No, I. But you I, are. <laughs> I know. I, I don't. I don't feel like I am. I, I, it, it's it's a tough battle because I I'm on the side. Well, of, let me stop you real I, quick. Okay. You just said something really interesting. Okay. It's a tough battle for whom? 
Well, I mean, her, honestly, I'm sure. Okay. And I'm sure she feels that way too. But for me, I'm saying I'm, I've always been on the side of do you, whatever makes you happy. I've, I'm that, that's not my route to take in life, but I know that there are people out there who feel like I have never been completely comfortable in my own body. And this is their way to change that to where they do feel comfortable. And that's fine. I get it. But you also have to know that there's going to be criticism that comes along with that. I don't know that there necessarily should be. But there is going to be. Especially if you have a platform to where you are reaching out to millions and millions of people, especially the younger youth. And you're, a lot of that criticism is going to come from probably the older crowd, I would imagine, right? Don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. And the reason why I say that is because those people are going to have to be, the older crowd is going to be be phased out before everything becomes normal, I think. Like everything, like all of the transgender stuff and, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. Like before that really becomes normal, people are going to have to be phased out who have never lived in a world where this is a thing. Or a, a, a real thing to where also we have social media where it's pushing it out. Two to everyone, mm. to where everyone can, millions and millions of people can see it. Does that make sense? Right. It no, it does. So I, Did I, you, uh, I, I don't, I don't have a, a necessarily a side here. Um, whether I, I think that I don't think I think Kid Rock is against it. Okay, I get it, and he was just making a simple statement for himself. For him, that was simple, that, as, simple as one way of putting it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he for him simple, that simple Jack, simple Jack statement. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I mean, he he's just making a simple statement for himself, and of course, it his ruffled feathers, and he knew it was going to, but he also, you know, pushes everything to a certain crowd, and that, and he knew that that's what like this. It's all strategy. He's he's of course on social media. He's not dumb. It's strategy. Of course, you know. Now I don't. I he's, don't he's pandering. He's pandering to his audience, and he's pandering to the political right by doing what he's doing. Yeah. This isn't anything new. This isn't anything we haven't talked about. This isn't anything that should be surprising to anyone. Right. I'm not surprised. I'm just saying it's, I find it odd that this is the battle you choose, you know, but well, I mean, he, he was, he was throwing things in there too. I think by pulling out a gun, you know, you know, like yeah. th- there, he there hit were a couple, he hit quite a few political yeah. talking points um, in yeah. that right. short video. Yes. Yeah. And we'll watch it in a sec. You said something interesting though. You said, you said something along the lines of, you know, people not feeling comfortable in their own skin or identifying as who they are. Mm-hmm. Did you see the new Jim Jeffries special? No, I haven't. So he has a little, he has a, a chunk of it where he talks about trans and, um, but he said he he makes a statement about like, you know, trans people often defend themselves by saying they're not comfortable in their own body. And he goes, well, that's 98% of the world. He's like, I fucking hate the stupid body that I'm in. I just haven't chosen to be female. Right. Something along those lines. Okay. I didn't tell the joke the way that he tells it, but. And I'll be honest with you. I don't even know it was a joke. I think he was just making a statement. I was like, that wasn't, that wasn't later. funny. <laughs> no, no. He was just. <laughs> Making a statement, <laughs> but, um, but I can, as someone who practices self-hatred and loves self-inflicted punishment, I can relate to that, you know, while I do loathe my own person sometimes and my own skin, I just, I, it's not going to make me choose to be female. Yeah. That's just not where my brain or body want to go. But some people do. And that's that's the choice they've made. Yeah. Which again, I don't have I don't have a problem with that. So I fi- I find it interesting that the idea that you have is well, people aren't comfortable so they go they want to make the change, but then some people don't understand the change, but then some people want to complain about it. I think it ultimately comes down to it's like, well, if they weren't to change, but still talked about it, okay, 
So let's say Dylan Mulvaney doesn't say she has now transitioned. He has now transitioned to she. He is still a he. But I want to talk about how uncomfortable I am being a he. I want to be a her. I want to transition. But out of the fear of all you fuckers shooting guns at Bud Light cans, I'm just going to stay the way I am for now. Would the reaction by Kid Rock and all these other people who have a problem be the same? Because she the, hasn't the, because she hasn't the, actually done it? No, just the action of even speaking about wanting to do it. She's already done it. But I'm well, saying, I, know, I know that, but you're, you're saying, yeah, what talked she, about yeah, it. Right. Would the conversation still be as scary to these people? I guess is what I'm asking. You know? Mm. And that's, that's the one thing, that's the one correlation that I've, I've made in my own brain is I don't know. Things have happened so fast. And I feel like this has become an issue or an agenda for so many people and such an odd time in our history given all that's gone on over the last three years, I don't know that we ever really had as a general public through mainstream media, through politics, through sociopolitical um, staging. I don't know that we've ever had a conversation about it. It feels like the issue of trans just one day became people want to be trans. And then we all went through a pandemic and went through the world being burned down by protesters and went through an election. And then now everyone's trans that wanted to be trans that talked about being trans and the rest of us are kind of playing catch up. Hmm. Does that feel the same way to you? That's how I feel. Now, again, I, I think it's, when just, it started, I, I, I didn't care. I, I think it's just I didn't take be, issue with it. I think it's just because of social media. I think it's maybe just all at once. Well, everything it, is because of social media. Well, yeah. 2023. Yeah, but I mean, everything maybe has been pushed out a lot more to you through social media, and that's why it feels like all of a sudden it's just everyone. I, I don't know. I don't know. That's an interesting thought. Yeah, I don't know. I've, I feel like the trans issue went away for some time because we were dealing with other shit. The news cycle was handling other shit, but now it's back. And um, if it will, to be honest with you, it feels like the new political talking point that we're going to hear a lot more of from each side. Yeah. And uh, I would feel if I was trans, I would feel insulted that I'm being used as a political talking point in the first place. Let's let's give some context. So what I'm going to play first, I'll play. I'll play Dylan Mulvaney announcing that she is now the f her well we'll just call it the face of Bud light but anyway yeah like i said i have not seen this yeah. yet so okay you have not seen it no i have not seen this video so the new york times wants to know who is trans star dylan mulvaney and why is she suddenly everywhere impressive carrying skills right i got some bud lights for us so i kept hearing about this thing called march madness and I thought we were all just having a hectic month. Can I tell you something that already caught my attention? Uh, what? She did the little tap. Okay, why does that catch your attention? I don't know. What does that do? I mean, I've seen people. I've seen people do that a lot, but I don't know. I never knew what it. It's to keep it from exploding when you open it. It's to break down the. You never. You never. If your beer's a little shook up, does, here's what I'm does, saying. Does that actually Before work? Before she transitioned, <laughs> she was a beer drinker. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay. God but damn you. It turns out it has something to do with sports, and I'm not sure exactly which sport, but either way, it's- Okay. I changed my mind. No, she didn't drink beer because she doesn't know what March Madness is. This this has to be a to joke. Celebrate. No, it's not a joke. This month, Watch. I celebrated my day 365 of womanhood, and Bud Light sent me possibly the best gift ever, a can with my face on it. Okay, Check I have out not, my Instagram I have not story seen to that. see how you can enjoy March Madness with Bud Light and maybe win some money, too. Love ya! Cheers! Go team! Whatever team you love, I love, too. Okay. Love ya. Okay, break a leg. Woo! Learn how to end a video. Do you really think she didn't know uh, what March Madness was? 
I don't know. Maybe that's a part of the character. I think it. I think it was. I don't. I don't trust anyone who knows how to tap a beer, but doesn't know what March Madness is. Okay, that makes sense. You are a Martian, if that's the case. <laughs> if you know to tap a beer to keep the head down, but you don't know what March Madness is, there's something going on. Yeah. So that was the video. That was the thing. Bud Light announced put put her put her face on a can, right? Mm-hmm. So, Kid Rock responded to this. <laughs> Grandpa's feeling a little frisky today. Let me uh, say something to all you. It's good to know he's old and irrelevant. Would be as clear and concise as possible. Redundant, same word. Anheuser Bush. Have a terrific day. Why is he crying? Are you sure he's crying or does it just look like it? I don't think he is. I mean, he was stammering. You think? He was choked up. Yeah. Hmm. Does he always sound like a little weeping six-year-old? Not when he's singing ball with the ball. Do you think he's going to stop serving Anheuser Bush products at his restaurants? Oh, I'm sure they won't. Exactly. But that would be the way to make the statement, right? If he did? Well, that would be the true statement, yes. And you wouldn't even post about it. You would just do it, and people would start coming to your restaurants, and they would ask for a Budweiser, and you go, no, I'm not serving it anymore. Oh, well, why? Here's why. Do you? Go tell everyone. Do you do it that way or do you do it the opposite way and you make a big social media post about it and then people want to come to your establishment because they're um, helping the cause? I think he's already got that crowd covered. No? Good point. (laughs) (laughs) What are are your thoughts? Maybe he handled that with the gun. I don't know. We'll see. (laughs) These fucking guys and their guns, dude. Jesus Christ. Which, by the way, if I watch one more podcast host do their podcast with a gun holster on. Is that a thing? I'm going to. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Steven Crowder does it. Anthony Cumia does it. It's like, oh, you guys aren't Scarface. No one's coming to get you. Who do you think you are? Are they doing the gun holster off? Are they doing it like to where they're showing it on purpose to the camera? They're wearing it while they do a show. Weird. You don't know what I'm talking about? No, really? I don't. Can we pull this up? I need yes. to see. Steven Crowder is one that annoys me the most. Maybe it's because he's Canadian. Okay. So what he's saying doesn't matter. But just pay attention to what he's wearing. Since the rape. Okay, just to be clear. So what I'm about to say is not an apologist for the, the, the rapist, mm-hmm. like that man at Walmart. Right. Clearly guilty of rape, of course, as she insinuated. Yeah. See the straps around his shoulders? Oh, that I thought you just meant like a... Okay, all right, I see what you're saying now. Why? why? What, what is the point in that? Because he's a cuck. Because huh. he lives in a because he lives in a fantasy world where he thinks someone's going to leap through this window right here and attack him. So he's got to be ready at all times. You're not Scarface. You're not fucking Carlito. No one's coming after you, dude. I mean, is it just a you way do a right wing show with a stupid neon sign behind your back? No one's coming after you. Take the holster off, you fucking dork. I was going to say though, that's like that's just a way to promote right wing, though, right? Just a visual. Yeah, of course. So stupid. That's more annoying to me than the cigars now. And you know how much that annoyed me. Yeah. It's just become normal at this point. I think you're going to have a lot more things with a lot more things with podcasting that's going to happen like that. Just random stuff. Just random stuff's going to become normal when you have like millions of podcasts out there and everybody's just doing their own thing and just making money easily. Oh, more than millions. Well, I know, but. But you're right. No, you're absolutely right. But 
a holster while you're doing a like what you're in your own studio he has like a compound like no one's coming to get you take it off <laughs> it's nerdy you're a nerd you're not gonna shoot anybody anyway yeah that's that's what i love about these guys who are pro gun and pro second amendment and you're gonna try to take my guns away i have a right like you're, you're never gonna shoot anybody a you're never gonna be in a position to shoot anybody B, if you were, you wouldn't. You'd call the police and let them do the dirty work for you. Maybe. I'm not- I know a guy who's on the opposite side of the political spectrum on this. And he's very anti-police. Okay. I haven't I haven't had a relationship with him. I mean, I you know, it's somebody that I used to know. We're acquaintances at this point, but you know. I, I oftentimes want to unfollow him on social media because some of his anti-police shit. So I'm just like, Ugh. but it's the same way I feel about the other side. So to, please, I don't want anyone to take this as me being, you know, ultimate police supporter and whatever. It's not, that's not, it's not the case. My, my argument to him is always like, Hey dude, you don't live in the slums of anywhere. You live in a good area of town. What if someone came after your family? Who are you going to call? You're going to call the police. Because I know you're not pro-gun. You don't want guns either. Every time there's a shooting of any any sort, he's posting about it. This is why we need to get rid of guns. So what do you, you want to get rid of police, you want to get rid of guns. So what, what what's the end game here? Drones? Is it drones? I don't know, but that's kind of more opposite. Isn't that opposite of what most people are? Like you're saying he's anti-gun and anti-police. That's normally not the same in the same person, right? Yeah, it is. Really? It's very, yeah, it's a very lefty sort of, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Defund the police, get rid of guns. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. I, f- I feel like most people would, who are anti-police would still be on the pro-gun side my whole point of that is like who do you who, as, de- as, in, as, in def- as in defending themselves sure well my whole point is like who's going to help you yeah nobody because you want to get rid of all the police because they're such bad people and do we've already so we won't even go down that road we've already well to, <laughs> already to, just, just i mean we have a little bit just to throw my two cents in there i'm not i'm not really on either side of the spectrum on that um, I'm not anti or pro either way. Do I have Do I have guns in my house? Yes. Are yeah, they Are they to defend myself if I were to ever need to? Yes. Sure. But I'm not. I don't need to talk about it though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'd rather surprise you. I know. I, I you saying. knowing that I have them. I know what you're saying. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. Come on and break in. Let me surprise you. Yeah. I'd rather you think I don't have them than know that I do have them so that you come prepared and have more than me. True. I don't know. I might give that away by, I don't know, wearing a holster during this podcast. <laughs> you might know that I'm armed. So stupid. It, it's so dumb. Why do we let Kid Rock take us down a gun rabbit hole? He did it. He did it that to us. Bastard. That bastard. I know. That's some bitch. Yeah. So anyways. Yeah, at the end of the day, man, I don't I don't care about uh that person having their face on a butt like him. I I it it just it wouldn't be anything ever that I would A care about, B talk about publicly if I did care about it, you know? So I was watching a video and I don't remember who the woman was or what the video was, but they were talking about Kid Rock and this whole thing. And she was, she was comparing it to the, the can with her, with Dylan's face on it, comparing that to a certain time, a time when Bud Light came out with cans that had the Philadelphia Eagles on it and the New York Giants on it. And she's like, so this beer case has 
both of them in there, but also has regular Bud Light cans in there also. She's like, I can choose which one I want to, I want to drink, but I guess she's like from New York. So she was saying that it like broke her heart that they had Philadelphia Eagles on the cans also. So this is her comparison to this, but in as stupid as the comparison is, it kind of makes sense. Cause it's like that changes nothing. It literally changes nothing that a woman's face is on the can. The beer didn't change. You're just trying to say that the morals of a brewery. Well, a trans woman. Okay. Very clear. Okay. Okay. That's why he cares. I I understand that. Yeah, that was a weird, weird connection to make. Yeah. She's crazy. Yeah, she is. We might need to get her checked up. That's <laughs> that's crazy. But I wouldn't drink a Steelers Bud Light either. So I get it. I also wouldn't drink Bud Light. Bud Light sucks. Bud Light's terrible, dude. Oh, it's the worst. It is gross. It is the worst. Yeah. But anyway, um, my so one th- one of the things that I saw a comment that I saw and I can't remember from which lady it was. It might have been one of these ESPN ladies or I can't, I can't remember, but she said, you know, I think the real, the only people who can truly be upset about this can and who's on it are women because it's another job. It's another promotion. It's another thing taken away from women by a man who wanted to become a woman. And she brought up like, oh, Caitlyn Jenner was only a woman for a year and was woman of the year. And. You know, Fallon Fox became a woman and started beating girls' heads in and the swimmer, whatever the swimmer's name is. like. And I brought this up to my wife. She made a very interesting point. Actually, not interesting. She made a great point. She goes, that's fine if that's the argument that person wants to take, but I don't care about that because a trans woman doing anything doesn't affect my position as my own woman. And I was like, yeah. You're right. You're right. She doesn't have to care. She does not have to care. It doesn't change who she is as a woman. It's never going to change who she is as a woman. She said the same thing about Caitlyn Jenner, the same thing about, you know, female trans athletes. And she doesn't, it doesn't change my position in this world as a woman. They have simply joined me. You know, she's right. She's right. Athletics is kind of where I, Still draw a line. Yeah, for sure. But for sure. And my art my whole argument with that is like how many male trans athletes are there? Right. None that we I mean, there may be out there, but none that we've known we've heard about. Yeah. No. No. Because they would get crushed. So until that happens, until that happens, my mind will still kind of be my 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 opinion is solidified on that when it comes to athletics. But did you see that the, the swim? What is the swimmer's name? Do you remember? I can't remember off the top of my head. Did you see that she is not being allowed to compete in the Olympics? No, I didn't. But I did hear. I don't. Is it college or s- something? I heard not too long ago that they are, um, ba- that they are banning. Like tr- trans, be- trans being able to compete in athletics. Not the NCAA. It's not the NCAA. No, so it's the governing body that does the Olympics. They have banned it. Okay, so maybe that's what I was. That's maybe that's what they I have heard. said. She's okay. not allowed, and it's not, no one else is. Okay, on both sides, on both sides, it's not you know one way. So is there out? Is there outrage <laughs> so, against this? Do you know? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. And, you know, people bring up, like, why don't why aren't there trans leagues? But I'm like, doesn't that just muddy the waters more? It does, but I think... I think it would muddy the waters for a little bit. But it, it, here's, if, here's, if, if, you force, if you force them to have to be in a, a league of their own, I think it wouldn't take long before the league goes away. That's that's exactly my point. That changes the equality of everything. It's all it's it's supposed to be about equality, right? Correct. So then, why create their own league? There's not a there's not a gay and lesbian league for any sport, right? True. They're just expected to compete with their fellow athletes. 
So why would this be any different? You know, I, I bring that up only because, like I said, like there, there aren't that we know of that are doing well, any male trans athletes that are competing and actually uh, making some noise. And, you know, I say this because I'm, I'm now the father of two boys who, you know, things go the way that I want. They'll, they'll be athletes. They might not. That's okay. But if they are, you know, and by the time they are athletes, by the way, you know, my kids are young. So, like, by the time they are athletes, who knows where this conversation will be. But if they do compete against trans athletes them being them being males and the competition is tight that's the world we live in baby time to get better i would treat it the same way as if they were getting dominated by another boy yeah. or another male yeah you got beat you lost learn get better you know period but you're still we're saying you don't yet. but you're still saying you don't want it no, no. I'm not saying that at all. Well, you're saying that in athletics in general. On the female side. So okay. look, on the okay. female okay. side. Dude, look, man. But in, 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 the, in the equality discussion, though, you have to have, you can't have it just one way. It's got to be, you have to But I'll, I'll take it the, the same way, both. dude. Yeah. When it comes to physical, physical prowess. So let's, let's, let's push it to the side we were talking about. So male, right? You have you have you have a woman who's transitioned into a man. There, are, let's let, we'll, we'll go 130 pounds. They want to start wrestling against uh, other 130 pound males. It's a slippery slope. It's a tough go. Now, that person could get really good, and technically speaking, could compete at a high level, but. The biology and the in the the physical, the overall physical prowess will not be there in the same way. Yeah. What, but what worries? If it gets to a point where that is a normal thing, fine. What worries me is that you know there's a lot of parents out there now who. Um, think that their kids at very young ages are able to make their own decisions on what they want to be and how they want to yeah. do things. And I don't Another know. Another sli slippery slope. And in the future, I don't know what doctors are going to be able to do or be willing to do or anything like that. But I'm, I'm curious how young kids are going to be when doctors start train letting them transition and that parents will let them do that because they're thinking their kids are making their own decisions, even though their brains are nowhere near fully developed. And I, I, I don't know, man, I just, that, I mean, we've seen it as young as three to five years old, like transition. I don't know that I've seen that that young. Is that true? Hormone blockers. Oh yeah. Okay. To yeah. get the process started. Yeah. And that, that's my, that's my thing is like, you would think the earlier, the earlier on, the easier the transition would be, but I, I just it, it 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 that worries me. Um, I I, I don't uh, as a parent, you know, you want to you want to give your kids all that all that you can and all that they want. Obviously, with some regulation and some sort of guidelines and discipline, you know, do do I do I think that a five year old has the ability to understand their own body and what type of body they should be in, or is it of the influence of someone else or the outside world? It's tough to call. It's tough to call. Do I think there are five year olds out there that are of the intelligence? unlike their peers to be able to articulate how they feel about themselves. Sure. 
And I think that scares a lot of those parents that have have that five year old that can do that. But I, you know, I don't even know if it's that. You got to think what I, five is. I when I was five, <laughs> I didn't want to walk into a room with other people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Terrified. I was terrified of people. Yeah. Period. Dreaded going into public places. I hated it. I hated school. I hated church. I hated everything. I dreaded it. I wasn't one of those kids, obviously. Yeah. I was terrified to say anything to strangers, to people I knew, to my fucking parents, right? Yeah. But even of my generation, I knew there were kids at a very young age that were able to explain things that I could not explain and able to do things that I could not do because they didn't have that fear. Right. They didn't have that restriction of the brain and of the emotions and of the body and of the spirit that I had. But you know? And it, this isn't like, I carried that, dude, I still have that. <laughs> if I have kids, I yeah. still have that. But my, you know? my thing is too, it's not only just the kid making a decision. It's also like, you know, just as well as I do, there are parents out there who wanted a girl, but had a boy. And there are well, parents, parents out suck. there. There are parents out there that would do it, and vice versa. Those parents suck. They wanted a boy but had a girl. They do suck. Sorry, they do suck. But change positions. Then I don't know what to tell you. Do something else. Like <laughs> <laughs> assholes, man. <laughs> like yeah. Um, what I can say to you with confidence, um. Now that I have two boys, I'm so glad I don't have girls. Yeah. So glad. I am so glad. <laughs> um, knowing people that have them and, you know, family that has, you know, I, yeah, so glad. So glad I don't have to deal with them. Now I got one boy and I'm the same. And my wife says the same thing too. She's like, I don't know what we would have done if we had a girl. I mean, you would have been fine. I mean, we would have got, we would get, we would get through it, but she's just like, I don't, I thank God he was a boy. (laughs) Your wife seems like a boy mom too. Like my wife. She definitely is. Yeah. But she never, but she never grew up as like the girly mom, the girly girl either, you know? Well, I don't think my wife did necessarily either, but I know if we had a girl, it would be game over. I would not exist in my home. (laughs) For real. I might as well build a tree house out and back and, you know, that's where I sleep. Yeah. So, um, well, damn, this is a political show. That that's guy, a bummer. Yeah, that got, got away from us. Well, let's uh, let's let's talk. I, you know, it was important. It was. Let's uh, let, let's, kind of. let's uh, transition real quick into something else that annoys Patrick. <laughs> what, what, of all things, what? <laughs> Uh, this SNL skit. God, it pissed me off. I, did you watch it yet? I, I did. I don't know why it made you so mad, though. I thought it was pretty funny. You thought it was funny. You don't feel a bit insulted that... No, let's just watch it. Because they call no, Papa Roach and uh, Panic at the Disco for white people? Or did you did you read no. into it deeper than I did? Maybe, but I, I, we'll watch it. <laughs> Dude, I thought this club was a little sketchy at first, but the girls here are insane. Yeah, I know. I already got like three phone numbers. And the only thing that would make this night a little more perfect is if we could score a little something. You mean like Coke? Yeah, man. Hmm. I don't know. Why not? We're on vacation, right? All right, all right, all right. Can I just say something real quick? Mm-hmm. How bad are these two guys? I'm not a fan. I don't know who they are. I don't either. But how bad are they? Yeah, they're not great. How many times have each of them looked at the camera? Well, I so mean, we're we're 22 seconds in. Let's count. I'm gonna back it up. We're gonna start over. But are they are they supposed to with SNL? Somewhat. Fuck no. No. Okay. It's a sketch comedy show. Why would you look at the fucking camera? That lets people know that you're uncomfortable and nervous <laughs> and you're thinking too much. Okay. Let's count. 
Dude, I thought this club was a little sketchy at first, but the girls here are insane. Yeah, I know. I already got like three phone numbers. Yeah, the only thing that would make one <laughs> make this night a little more perfect is if we could score a little something. You mean like Coke? Yeah. Two, three, man. Four, five. He held it too Why long. Not? We're on Six. Vacation. Right? All right, all right, all right. But only if we can find something that's like pure. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of garbage going around right now. Hey, you guys looking for some cocaine? What? I so when you first watched this, had you already laughed yet? No. Because I want to puke. No, I. Okay. Hey, Good. You want I did. I didn't really think this a skit was funny in general. I just didn't know why you got so annoyed at, which we'll get to what the point where you got annoyed, but I just feel like SNL is out of touch with everything. In what world is that guy a drug dealer? Okay, is he the bathroom attendant, or is he a guy that dressed for a funeral and then went to the club? <laughs> Get high, because I can make that happen. Wait, seriously? I mean, is it pure? <laughs> is it pure? <laughs> Don't insult me, man. My product is so pure white, it's like a bunny rabbit making snow angels on a cloud. Oh, sounds good to me. <laughs> hey. Who's this supposed to be? I don't know. What part of what part of the real world is this I don't, person supposed to be? I don't understand this part. Okay, yep. Or this person. You got I think we found some already. So. Yeah, they already found some. Get lost. <laughs> Is it just tiny because it's a small woman playing what appears to be a man? I guess. Is that the joke? I don't I don't know. And I can't well, get it out of my, my head that this other so that this white. white guy looks like John Mulaney. He looks like Brendan Urie from fucking Panic at the Disco. Uh yeah, kinda. It's like Gwyneth Paltrow skiing in Utah. Mm. <laughs> Oh man, so white. Damn, I'm sold. All right, how much for that? Hey, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. It's My so white. So how white is it? Oh, pure white. It's like the guy that's suing Gwyneth Paltrow. No way. Because he can't enjoy wine tastings anymore. You're looking for some cocaine. Okay, what what character is he? What's the accent? Who's he supposed to be? Haitian? What is he? I don't know. I was thinking. Uh... Uh, the dude this from Matrix. dude has been doing this long enough to know how to do characters, right? Yeah, he's the he's longest running character comedy. on SNL, period. Not only that, he's been doing sketch comedy since he was a fucking child. And he's actually like doing a, yeah. What choice did he make right here? Let's listen to that again. What accent is he doing? Here we go. I'm tasting anymore. Y'all looking for some cocaine? What is that? Is that Shaq? They already decided, man. Well, no, we haven't. Uh, we're just trying to make sure it's pure. Oh, well, let me tell you this, man. The coke that I got is so white. It's How white is it? Dad sends it money every month for the rent. <laughs> okay, yeah, 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 I think I want that one. No, 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 that is junk. This stuff right here is so white, it's... How white is it? Just shoes and socks off on a plane. Mm. No, 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 no. That no, is pretty no. white. You don't want that. Eh? This is what you want, man. This coke right here is whiter than season two of The Wire. Don't know oh, yeah? that reference. Well, my coke is like, cut my life in two pieces. <laughs> this is my land resort. Okay, so, now, <laughs> here's where I got pissed. If you're going to say that the song Last Resort by Papa Roach is white, why wouldn't you do a white accent instead of doing the weird nonsensical accent and character that you started with in the first place this is why this show sucks now it's terrible writing you're not with me on this i can tell i i i'm not necessarily against you i'm just i i, I don't know should we listen to it again <laughs> no i heard it <laughs> no let's listen to it again I mean, he definitely changed it. Like, I in with a yeah, he changed it. 
and it, th- thus making it not make any sense. <laughs> this was a little bit better. White, yes. Hey, uh, you guys looking for some uh, cocaine? Nah, we're good. They're all set, man. All right, look, we're looking for coke that's so pure white, it got a little bottle opener on its flip-flops. Yes, yes, but my coke is so pure, it was written and directed by Noah Baumbach. Wait, who the hell is Noah Baumbach? A poet. Man, that's nothing. This cocaine I got says stuff like, Oop, let me scoot right by you. <laughs> I hate it. I can't, I can't finish it. The only reason that, that I was actually that kind of fun. That last one was kind of funny. <laughs> let me, is that where you laughed? Let me yeah. scoop on by you. Uh, yeah. Okay. Do you know someone that says that? Uh, no, but I'm picturing only a white person. Did he say that? scoop or scoot? Scoot. Okay. Scoot. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we do say scoot, don't we? I think so. Yeah. Boot, scoot, boogie. Well, there you go. Now that's white right there. Oh, you just brooks and dunned it. The only reason that I know that that even happened is because Loudwire posted it like, oh, SNL referenced Papa Roach and Panic at the Disco. And I'm thinking, well, certainly they weren't doing it in a flattering way. And of course, I mean, whatever. It's fine. It's a joke. But so I just thought it was so shitty. Speaking of Panic at the Disco, I've never asked you i don't think like are you a fan of panic at the disco is that a dumb question to ask you i don't know if it's a it's not a dumb question um yeah i like them you do okay yeah like back to the beginning yeah. or, or well, like like the especially whole... the beginning yeah okay all right yeah i mean um they've had some stuff where i'm like nope but then some stuff i'm like yeah yeah it's very good i also met those guys way back in the day um, it was a very weird, very weird, um, weird sort of dynamic, weird sort of band in the beginning because it was, uh, honestly, it's kind of like a manufactured, oh God, well, fuck it. Who cares? You can Google it. It's kind of like a manufactured type situation, kind of like a boy band would be. So they were all like put together. So kind of, sort of, kind of, sort of, yeah. Okay. You can Google it. I mean, that's not, I'm not saying anything. I'm like, I'm talking shit. Like, yeah, it's a fact that's known at this point, but. So well, I, let me just, I didn't know that they, check myself. that they had, uh, I guess, quote unquote, broke up. I don't know if yeah. you really consider it that. I mean, the, it's not, they're not a band anymore or a group anymore, whatever you want to consider it. Um, I'm surprised that wasn't bigger news or maybe it was and somehow it just got by me. I don't know. Uh, it was big news at the time, yeah. But I mean, I think I think what outshined the the whole breakup in the first place is that the singer is the one that announced it, and he kind of just made it all about himself and not about the dudes at all. Okay. So it was like it was just it was a pronoun thing. It was like I, 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 which I'm we, doing this. Which we know I've chosen you to hate. do this now. We know you hate instead it. of saying, "Yeah, man, yeah. you're a part of a fucking collective." Say we, yeah. you fuckface. It's not yeah. all about you. Oh, that dude. is my biggest pet peeve, dude. Uh, speaking of that, uh, we can do this quick. Can we talk about the Caitlin Clark situation real quick? Please. I was going to bring it up when we were talking about uh, trans athletes, but go ahead. Well, I, what are I, your I wanted to bring it up because of what you just said, the I, I, I thing. Uh, in, the interviews that I've seen her do, everything is her about her pushing off the the compliments to her team not taking them on her own. Am I wrong with that? Have you seen different? Wait, say this again? Like the the interviews that I've seen her do where she's been asking asked questions and stuff, she's pushing all the compliments off to her her teammates. Good. I'm okay with that. I know I know you are and that's my point. Is like you I you always go back to like the machine gun Kelly thing. You 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 said you used him as an example multiple times about how um, it, he's never, he's never had the I mentality. It's always been his people and stuff. And I think sure. that's the same thing with like Caitlin, Caitlin Clark. Like she is a boss in women's basketball for sure. Probably yeah. the most, the most looked at athlete in women's basketball. And when people are trying to give her compliments and trying to, you know, say good things about her, she's saying my team, 
my team, my team, not, this isn't me. This is my team. Um, right. But anyway, so I wanted to compliment her on that. Um, wanted to compliment her on a great season. And do, do you agree that she is, she's a really good player and a very basic player. Like she doesn't do anything like absolutely spectacular on the court. She's not like, you know what I mean? Like it, everything she does is basic. She's just very good at it. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure. I mean, I think that's, I would, I would call her spectacular in her own right, but Angel Reese was better. Yeah. So Caitlin Clark scored mm. more points throughout the tournament, but when it mattered most, Angel Reese was better and her team was better. Yeah. They so, were, I mean, they, you know, yeah, they are that whole thing about people bitching about <clears throat> Angel Reese doing the celebration. It's like, who cares? You guys are nuts. Now you, you I, I you don't can, know when we can, raised, you can agree that the, the technical on Caitlin, Caitlin Clark was bullshit though, right? Which one? The technical in their game against LSU. Oh, I don't even know about that. When was that? Oh, you don't? No. What are you talking about? So she got a technical foul called on her because she knocked the ball away from herself. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but that but that's not the same type of thing, though, you know? We're talking about taunting other players or being confident. So you're, you're, so you're, you're talking about, like, the, the ring, the pointing at your... Cause, cause wasn't she? So Caitlin did like the, the she did you the can't you see can't me see, thing. You can't yeah. see me thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and people were bitching about it. And, you know, the media created it as this sort of like hood ghetto thing, which I'm like, what? What are we even? But Caitlin Clark did it earlier in the season. Yeah. And look, she lost, and she took it like a boss. She yeah. knows she lost. She gave credit where credit's due. She didn't complain about it, and she shouldn't have. If she did. Ooh. she's going to get better from it. That's what I'm saying. Like what happened at competition, man? What happened? Like, when do we start raising our kids to not be able to lose? Like, do you want, do you, you really want to get into the participation trophy conversation? That's my point. Yeah. Like Angel Reese had every right to do whatever she wanted to do with the exception of slapping somebody on the other team. And that celebratory moment. Yeah. She just won the national championship. You know, like, what do you expect her to do? It's so dumb. And I, you know, people being like, well, if Caitlin Clark had done it, no one would care. They're right. They're fucking right. And that's sad. But at the end of the day, I don't care about that. What I care about is like, why can't they, why can't we just let both teams, both players, white or black, be competitive and be, confident and uh celebrate in a moment of glory who gives a fuck get better from the loss and i guarantee you caitlin clark will for sure and i guarantee you if angel reese had lost that game and caitlin clark did it she wouldn't be calling her out she would be going yeah that's bullshit fuck her now maybe in her brain in the moment she'd be like fuck that bitch but like she wouldn't talk to the media in a way it's like yeah she should be punished because she taunted me what are, we, what are we doing? Right. Am I wrong? Do you agree? I mean, you can compare it to say like football. I mean, when a, when somebody scores a touchdown and they do some kind of a dance in the end zone or anything like that, like how is that any different than, than this? I want to call this a little bit different though, because we're talking about 10 people on a court and we're talking about the two star players in the national championship game. It feels a little bit different to me. Also, because it's more they personal. Both go into, between yeah, them two, but they both they both go into it knowing the media created narrative of white versus black, the little wholesome girl from Iowa versus the I'm using air quotes here for people that are listening hood girl that plays for LSU. Mm -hmm. It's ridiculous. It's so silly. She did nothing wrong, and if Caitlin Clark had done it, I'd be saying the same thing. Yeah. But I guarantee you, if I did defend Caitlin Clark in that moment, people would have some words for me. Oh, I'm sure. But that's is she is she a is she a senior? You know what? I don't know. I was thinking about that as I was talking. Um, she did the interviews like she wasn't. 
Like the things she was saying told me she wasn't, but I just had a question too for you uh, before we wrap up the, the, because of COVID, are they doing a fifth year for players now? Somebody told me that. Uh, no, I don't think so. Mm, somebody told me that. It's possible, but I don't think so. Uh, she is. She was a junior. So dang, she got another year. That's cool. Got another year. That's why I said get better. Yeah. Come back stronger. Win the national title. Like, you know what I mean? Like I you have extra incentive now. Like, would she play Angel Reese again? Probably not, but use it as motivation. You don't want to fucking lose the national title again. Right. No, I don't want her to, because she plays for the enemy. She's the enemy. She's the enemy. What's wrong with that, man? You don't like competition either? You don't want me to say that? Oh, I'm sorry, Cole. She deserves everything. She does. Everyone's equal. I have no enemies. Sports are fun. Fun for everyone. Fuck that. She's the enemy. I hope she loses next year, too. Sure you do. But you also kind of hope she wins. Two. Yeah. (laughs) Sure. Let's get out of here. All right.